Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, St. Louis Cardinals fans? And welcome to another Believe in Cardinals podcast. As always, I am your host, Braxton Wheeler. Today's date is April 18th, 2023, and this is episode number 20. You can find this podcast wherever you listen to your favorite shows, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SiriusXM, Amazon Music, Pandora, and many more. If you enjoy this show, please hit the subscribe button so you can be a part of the first listen club every time a new show is posted about the birds on the bat. You can also follow me on Twitter at Brax, B-R-A-X-X-X, 26 as I post content daily, and send me a message whenever you'd like if you want to hear something on the show. All right, guys, welcome into another episode. Uh, My, oh, my, Uh, it just feels like there are so many different emotions surrounding this team right now, and rightfully so. Uh, Whether those emotions are the Cardinals are underperforming, whether those emotions are you believe where the Cardinals are at right now is actually where they should be um, due to the pitching that they came into with this season. Uh, maybe those emotions are even, you know, frustration, madness. Uh, I mean, it's just I've seen a lot of things, you know, circulating on, on social media, especially Twitter, even some on Cardinals Facebook. I don't venture onto Cardinals Facebook a lot of times. I think that is a that's like World War Three over there. Uh, some very, very you think Twitter has hot takes. Why don't you uh, make your way over to Cardinals Facebook? It'll blow your mind. Uh, I mean, I heard something the other day on Cardinals Twitter. It was like, let's let's trade Paul Goldschmidt for like for like nothing. I don't know. Anyway, I'm just saying that's that's ignorance. But it's tough, man. Um, all these emotions right now are totally understood. I'm in the same boat, right? Like a lot of it is overreaction on Twitter. Um, a lot of it's just you know you see stuff like one guy's like fire Mar- Marmol, hire Yachty, which is just ludicrous stuff, and the next guy's like. You know, the team's only, you know, 17 games in. Everybody take a step back and calm down. But you know what I've kind of I've realized is all of this can be true at the same time, right? Like a lot of times in society nowadays, and I don't want to get down on a rant, but even even in, in sports world, even political worlds and all, and all these, you know, different things, people always feel like it's got to be one or the other, right? And it's just not the way reality works. I've always said people perceive the world as they want it through their eyes. Uh, people can bring up any narrative or any statistic that they want to validate their point. And that kind of goes the same way with Cardinals baseball. If you think that the Cardinals from fire Marmol, well, you'll probably do your best early to find every reasoning to do so. You know, uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, you know, managers in baseball, and it's a, this, this is not even an opinion. This is a fact. They get always beat up for everything that happens when, when the team's doing bad. Now they get probably too much credit when things are going good. Um, but it's safe to say that, that, a, that a manager's job is very, very hard in this league. Right. So I'm caught somewhere. If you want to know where I'm caught personally right now and this, you know, I'm just kind of, I'm kind of bouncing all over the place to start this episode, but that's just where Cardinals fans are at right now, including myself. You know, you'll listen to local KMOX stations in St. Louis right now. You know, one station has, you know, calmed down in 17 games. The next station's like, you know, what's wrong with this team? But where I'm at on Believe in St. Louis Cardinals podcast is I'm somewhere caught in the middle. You know, I think right now there's a lot of things going wrong, and there's a lot of things that are overreactions. 
you know, I don't think Ali Marmol is having a great start to to his to you know to his, his season. It's almost like he's taken a step back since last season. Um, but I'm also in the spot where hey, you know, the Cardinals are just they are they they are struggling, and and I think things are going to turn around. But I also believe that, like last night. So last night, we were, all the Cardinals fans, we are just waiting for that game where the Cardinals turn it around, right? And what I mean by turn it around, like I'm talking a breakout game. Like I'm waiting for the game where the Cardinals, you know, scratch three or four or five runs in the first inning, get a shutdown inning, right? It's almost, it's almost like pulling teeth right now for the Cardinals to get a shutdown inning. It just can't happen. I put up a tweet last night. Let me see if I can pull it up. I said, uh, so this is a, a fact here, St. Louis Cardinals starting pitching has now given up at least one run in the first inning of seven out of 16 games thus far. That is so bad. That is so frustrating and so bad on so many levels. And I can say it from experience. When, when, you know, when you're playing a baseball game and you immediately get down in the first inning, especially at home, you know, you're, already, you're already digging yourself in a hole. The home, the, you know, the Bush Stadium, the crowd gets out of the game. You know, it, it, you know, the batters are already playing catch-up. There's already too much pressure on you. The pitcher, you know, he, he's just not feeling right early. It's just tough. And, you know, things like that got to change. Uh, things like that got to change. It's just it's just really bad. Um, to follow up on that, it feels like every time the Cardinals tie the game or take the lead in the game, they just lose it. It happened last night. I don't know if it was multiple times, um, but it happened last night. You know, the Cardinals find a way to scratch a run, and they tie the game. To make it 1-1, I think it was in the sixth. It was 1-1 in the sixth. Uh, and next thing you know, they tie the game 1-1. Next thing you know, the Diamondbacks score five runs. It's just it's stuff like that that is so deflating to a club who is 7-10 right now and just treading water. So that leads me into the state of the Cardinals. We do this every episode. Where are they at right now? Well, they are currently in last place in the NL Central, once again with a record of 7-10. Um, the Cincinnati Reds are seven and nine and fourth. The Pittsburgh Pirates are ten and seven in third. Cubs nine and six and second. That's just by percentage points. And the Milwaukee Brewers stay hot. They are twelve and five. They've won two straight. And um, the Cardinals are the only team in the NL Central with a negative run differential right now. So not looking great. They have the least amount of runs scored in the in the whole NL Central. And they are tied for the most runs given up in the NL Central. So let's talk a little bit about the offense. All right, let's talk about the offense. Yeah, right now the Cardinals, when you look at MLB.com, I'm taking a look at it right now. And as a team, and this is accumulated, you know, a multiple different stats, but they are number, excuse me, where are we at here? I'm looking at pitching. Pitching their 19th, which means they're in the back half of the league, but hitting their 7th. Now, I believe they are calculating mostly batting average here. But it doesn't matter, right? When I when I just read off the Cardinals are top or, or in last and NL Central for runs scored, it's just not going to cut it. And why is that? Well, it's not that they're not necessarily getting hits. They've just been abysmal with runners in scoring position, right? Nobody cares how many run or how many hits you have if you're not if you're not scoring runs off of these. And that's that's just it's so many emotions right now with this team that it's crazy. I mean, I've never. You know, I've been a Cardinals fan my whole life, and I want to I want to say this that, and all of you will agree, they're Cardinals fans. Is we have been spoiled with winning baseball, you know, for the last I don't know twenty years at least, right? I think the Cardinals have had one losing season in the last twenty years. We don't know what it's like 
to be fans of a team that quite frankly sucks. And right now the Cardinals, they do, they suck. They're, they're in last place in the NL central of a weak division. And you know, it is early, but uh, you know, we're 17 games in here, right folks? Like we're 17 games in. This isn't, this isn't, you know, this isn't opening day, you know, opening series of the season. We are now 17 games in. The Cardinals simply can't pitch. They're in the back half of the MLB and where it's at. And this is a complicated issue because I've spoken on it multiple times in the past. This isn't just something, hey, let's just trade for a, a starting a starting pitcher that's going to excel us to win a bunch of games. Now, yeah, of course, that's what we'd all love to do, right? That's what the Cardinals want to do. That's what I want to see them do. But is it really a reality? The Cardinals just extended Miles Michaelis two more years. The Cardinals are probably looking to ex- you know, s- extend Jordan Montgomery, who's actually probably the best pitcher right now. Jack Flaherty, he's going to be a free agent, so he's obviously going to be the team this year. He's, he's you know, we'll get to his outing that he had yesterday here in a second. Take a sip of water. But it's just a complicated situation right now for the Cardinals starting pitching, right? Like uh, Stephen Matz, they signed him to a big deal. So between Matz, Michaelis, and Montgomery, these are three guys that you've ha- you've extended, signed a contract with, or looking to extend. Okay. Um, Adam Wainwright, we know he's going to be gone after this year, and Jack Flaherty, we'll see what happens. But this isn't just something that, you know, these guys have potential. But like I said, the Cardinals are flooded with a bunch of three starters. <clears throat> That's just what they are. They're flooded with a team with a bunch of um, three starters and at one point might have been one, you know, might have been aces, but right now they're simply not. So let's talk about yesterday's game. Uh, this is recorded about 6.30 p.m. Eastern time, so about 5.30 time in, in the Midwest. But the Cardinals lost 6-3 to three to the Diamondbacks. Jack Flaherty, you know, I hate to say it like this, but it almost felt like he was kind of due for one of these outings. What does it mean? Well, Jack Flaherty, he looked probably the best he has all season yesterday, but his stat line didn't show for it. You know, sometimes if, you know, people believe in baseball gods, well, that's them yesterday, right? Like Jack Flaherty had seven walks in his first outing but didn't have a hit. And, you know, he just wasn't – his stat line, he wasn't giving up the earned runs. But yesterday it finally came back and called up to him, and it kind of looked like, you know, that's where he, you know where he deserved to be. So his ERA on the season I believe is 2.95. Jack Flaherty went six innings pitched, four hits, four earned runs, and three walks, four strikeouts. He looked sharp. You know, first inning, outside of the first inning, the first three pitches looked like they got a they got a double in and uh, another they scored a run in the first couple of hitters. But he didn't give up another hit, I believe, till the seventh inning when they went crazy. It was it was just a weird outing. Um, I think he might have given up an extra hit before that. Don't quote me on that. But anyway, regardless, Jack Flaherty looked good yesterday. And so let's talk about this for a second. So Jack Flaherty comes into the seventh inning. His pitch count looks pretty good. And it's hanging in there. Looks like he can get the seventh inning. Well, Cardinals need a guy to just go seven or eight innings. That's what we want. The Cardinals just want a guy to go seven to eight innings in this rotation to really take some pressure off of a bullpen. So let's be honest, has outperformed early in the season. But right now, now we're starting to kind of see where they're at. Andre Pallante today got sent down to AAA Memphis. They're bringing up JoJo Romero. Respectfully, that's, I mean, look, Pallante had a great season last year, but that's like swapping mid for mid. Right, I mean, it's just it's not going to move the needle. Palante's a good guy, but he does need to go to Memphis. I think this is more of a strategic move, trying to get Palante some extra rest. He has been a little beat up, but we try to get him going back-to-back days. Maybe it wasn't the best decision, but your hand is tied. Your hands are tied, right? Jordan Hicks, he's been abysmal. He's been bad. No way around it. 
I feel bad for the guy because he's he's heading into a you know a free agent a free agency offseason this upcoming season. But Jordan Hicks has enough you know uh, time in the league where he actually cannot be sent down to Memphis without his consent. I don't know why that I'm, I never knew about that rule until this season, but I, I don't really like that rule. I think it's crazy. But obviously Jordan Hicks isn't going to be you know going to be once sent down. Like I mean you know he wants his service time in the league, and that that comes you know with uh, with problems. So it's just it's just crazy right now, right? We we saw Plante come in the game, Jack Flaherty last night. You know he came in the seventh inning, he walked the first guy, and then he gives up. Uh, starting to lose my mind here. Anyway, but gives up, I think it was a home, or no, 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 he gave up another hit, whatever it was. Regardless, Jack Flaherty yesterday pitched good, and then Palante comes in. But here's the thing, and this is more important than anything, I think, yesterday. When Jack Flaherty came out of the game and Ali Marmol came to get him, Jack Flaherty, uh, I can't say it on this show, but he said uh, he said some very, very explicit words. He was like, you know, this is effing, you know, BS. That's what he said. So, that Jack Flaherty's been a guy to actually try and keep his cool. So him doing that, he clearly wasn't happy to come out of the game. He said in the post-game conference he, he didn't want to come out of the game and what kind of pitcher wants to come out of the game. He didn't directly say anything towards Marmol. I actually, not the biggest Ollie Marmol fan early in the season, but I think there was nothing wrong with that move yesterday. Uh, you know, Jack Flaherty came out there and walked the first guy. It's not what you want. Um, I understand how Flaherty wants to work out of his own jam and try and, and, and escape these earned runs and his good outing. But anyway, Palante comes in. Dude gives up a four-pitch walk. Can't happen. It cannot happen. It cannot happen. I go to, and I, I probably should knock on wood here because I'm a jinx myself, but I play in adult men's Roanoke League, and I know this, this is a little bit cringe, but it's the truth. The guys, I, I, you know, I come into this league, and I pick up a baseball, you know, for the first time in a year, right? This league, you know, we play probably 20 games a season. I show up. The last game of the season, I don't pick up a baseball until I pitch the next time. I don't walk guys on four pitches, even in the adult men's league. I understand you got to be more sharp, blah, 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 I'm playing against plumbers, whatever. But you get what I'm saying. Andre Palante cannot come into the game right there, gives up a four-pitch walk, and then gives up an absolute, you know, a grand slam. Uh, and then Hennessy's Cabrera comes in, and he, he he shuts him down. He does, you know, it's two innings pitch, three strikeouts, no hits. I don't know why. Maybe he didn't come in earlier. They said it, it could have been matchup reasons. But anyway, I just want to tie this in together here to kind of conclude the pitching from yesterday and just as a whole. The Cardinals' hands are tied because Jordan Hicks cannot go down to AAA without his consent. The Cardinals have also came out with a statement and said, hey, we're not going to, you know, Jordan Hicks is going to figure this out in the big leagues. You know, he's going to come into games and they're out of hand. Okay, that begs the question, why did he not come in in the eighth inning when it was 6-1 to one yesterday? Well, Ali Marmol said, hey, we thought the game was still in reach. Was it? I don't know. I don't know. That's just your perception. He's just saying that. Um, I think that my biggest takeaway out of all the calls for concerns, besides anything on the field, is this team's energy. And I don't like to be that guy that just says, hey, we had bad energy. That's why we lost tonight. I think that's bullcrap. These guys are professionals. They get paid a lot of money. Um, but I will tell you, the energy of this team looks bad, and I know it's hard when you're starting pitchers, you know, pitchers in 16 games or whatever is giving up seven runs in the 16 games. I know it's hard. I get it, but this team doesn't look like it likes their manager. I could be, I could be in left field on this statement. I could be completely delusional. I could be completely wrong. Do not knock me on this. This is just pure speculation. But the Cardinals 
do not look like they like their manager. And I think all this stems from the incident with Tyler O'Neill. Right? Let's backtrack to that Tyler O'Neill situation. It's like the fourth or fifth game of the season. Tyler O'Neill's never really been a guy that's known for bad hustle. Right? He he's 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 a jacked guy. You can tell he trains hard. He plays half fast. Plays anyway. Has that situation. Tyler O'Neill necessarily wasn't hustling like he should. I understand that Ali Marmol is frustrated, but that is something that should have been kept in house. And I'm telling you, every ever since that Marmol went out and publicly addressed that, I swear this team has not looked like they have any energy. Now, that could be how bad they're playing baseball. But you cannot tell me that this team right now has any energy and they look like they love their manager. That's all I'm saying. Jack Flaherty comes out the game yesterday. He's very, you know, he's showing a lot of emotion. So, uh, you know, that's just where my head's at on that. On that. Uh, and uh, I just want to kind of conclude this show today with you know, some positives, right? And, there, there are some positives going on with this team. Jordan Walker has, you know, slowed down, which is almost impossible not to when you start your career on like a 12, 13-game hit streak, whatever it was. Brendan Donovan's kind of got back going. He's up batting 270. Alec Burleson, after he got banged up, he's, he's, he's still hitting well. He's batting 277. Wilson Contreras, right? He, he was really struggling. The dude went to like an 0 for 22 slump. He's coming around. His defense is coming around. That's going to help this team a lot if we can get consistent play out of Wilson Contreras. Um. Nolan Arenado is still batting over 300, and let's and, and Paul Goldschmidt is as well. We don't have to worry about those two guys, even though Nolan has been rolling into a lot of double plays, it feels like. Uh, last thing I want to conclude with is a guy that's must-watch TV right now is Nolan Gorman. The guy's a stud. The guy's a stud. Uh, he could be one of the best players in baseball in a few years. That's just, that's just the guy can flat-out hit the baseball. Every time he's at the plate, I feel like the ball's going to go into the second deck of right field. That's just what I feel like. Every time he hits it, I'm like, this is going to go to the second deck. So, anyway, he's looking good. Uh, anyway, conclude this episode. Cardinals got two more games versus the Diamondbacks, and they get a much-needed rest day. Uh, they play tonight against the Diamondbacks. It is Jordan Montgomery pitching, and then they play tomorrow at 12-10 uh, Midwest time, so 1-15 Eastern time. And then I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to finish with this. Had to turn around, look at my schedule. So, the Cardinals are going to wish they won some. They, they, you know, they took three or three or four from the Pirates at home. The Cardinals are going to wish that they swept these Diamondbacks. I know the Diamondbacks are outperforming, but they're going to wish that they swept these Diamondbacks at home because they're about to go to Seattle, and Seattle's tough. Uh, and they're about to go to San Francisco. Sorry, I'm turning around looking. And yeah, they're about to go to the Dodgers. We got a West Coast road trip coming up. That's not easy. It's never easy playing at Seattle, not easy playing in San Francisco and, and the Dodgers. So as bad as this starts been, it's even worse because these games have been at home. So anyway, that's all I got. As always, I'm your host, Braxton. This is the Believe in Cardinals podcast. Uh, let's go get a win tonight, though. I'm feeling it. Cardinals are due for a win streak. Let's get a win tonight and go Cards. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.